people got to pay to pay attention. Get them to buy a little bit more because you position it as a one-time defined service and it's anchored to a high perceived value, the result they will receive. It'll show up, they'll get on board. 30 days later, we're reviewing the wins. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the High Level Spotlight Sessions where we showcase awesome marketers doing awesome marketing. Today, I am joined once again by Mr. Matt DeSeno, the founder of HL Pro Tools. Matt, thank you so much as always for coming on. Yeah, happy to, happy to be on. Thanks for having me back. Always, you know, it's guaranteed uh, value bombs when we have Matt on. Um, if you don't know who he is, you can go check out his other Spotlight Sessions to sort of catch up. But Matt and his team have helped a ton of members in the high-level community scale their agencies in a variety of ways, including shifting into SaaS mode. So Matt's worked with um, how many folks now as far like SaaS mode specific? uh it's over 800 nice that's awesome um so yeah if there's somebody to talk to about whether or not you should go into SaaS mode matt might be a good place to start um matt has also one of those people that matt has helped is dar and you probably know dar from the road to 100 updates which um we're overdue i need to get in touch with him but um what we're going to talk about today relates specifically to dar because the last road to 100 he's like hey you know I was planning to do it the, the old way of like doing it, how I know how to do it, grow one and two a month, this and that. Um, but I've decided to really try to throw gas on the fire with paid ads. And, you know, um, he went over to Matt and said, hey, you know, I'm about to start running paid ads. I should probably talk to you first. And Matt was like, well, I've got an interesting strategy that works pretty darn well, which we can talk about. Um, let me teach it to you before you go start spending money on ads. So first of all, let's talk about ads in general. Like ads, I've always said, when I'm having client conversations, like, look, if you want leads like tomorrow, you need paid ads, right? And it's typically Google uh, AdWords, which are now Google ads. Um, would you agree with that, Matt? Or would you throw Facebook right up there as well? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, we're, we're running Facebook. Uh, we run a lot of Google as well. Um, but it, it's like for, for us, the conversation starts before actually ads, it's just traffic, right? Mm -hmm. So, so many folks, they get out there and they go into building mode, which is fine. I get it. We're tinkerers. We're artists. We love to like build stuff. Um, and we forget the, like the glass ceiling, the big constraint. I, I, I use this language for helping marketers and also even to help end businesses is I'd be like, the reason why you don't even have, you don't, you don't have a hundred SaaS customers right now is because not even a hundred people know you exist or like not even a hundred people have heard your offer, right? right? There's this, it's like, we know it and we forget about it, but there's this like ceiling above us. That's like awareness. If not even that many people have heard that this offer exists, there's no chance we are going to surpass whatever that number is. And so that's where the conversation goes to traffic. How do I let people know that we exist? How do I let people know that we have this offering of whatever it is? And, um, I'll tell you, it's been moving into this kind of role where it's like, a, a, I don't know, I feel like I've got more of an opportunity to help other people in, in our space. Mm -hmm. um, I usually come from, not everybody knows, I don't even know if I've told you this, but I actually teach marketing at Pepperdine University. So I teach to like- I did not know that. Oh uh, yeah. So I'm an adjunct professor and just teach marketing to like 20 year olds. And the academic in me loves like a comprehensive view. 
Hmm. Hey, like that. this is, this works, this works, this works. There's all these sort of like different ways to do it. And so I kind of almost like coached or taught like a professor where I was like, Hey, there's four big buckets of traffic that I see work, right? We've got like messaging, we've got attractional, we've got strategic partnership, and then we've got paid media. And I would teach through these buckets. Inevitably, time after time, everyone's like, I'm going to go after kind of like the cold messaging, the outreach, whether it be it email, cold email, or cold DMs, or something along that line. Mm-hmm. And I realized it, it's because it's almost, maybe it's a little bit of a scarcity mindset. It was like a, a cost reduction. It felt less risky to do this thing that, um, you know, maybe it, it, you just have like, you talk about it. Like, with your time. You're paying with your time. That's exactly right. You're like, I, if I don't have resources, I can be resourceful. And so I'll do this thing where I'm just paying with my time. And we had great strategies that, that were, you know, do like we do personalized loom videos, good messaging, you know, other ways to be a little bit more laser focused in how we do our cold messaging. But in all of that, even you listening, whoever's listening right now, I, I put information out there and there's like, 10% is probably an overestimation on implementation, right? So it's like, actually what you need is not another strategy. It's just imperfect action. It's just like move forward. And so what I realized is paid advertising is just the highest leveraged activity of traffic, of awareness. Like you can literally do it once, even if you're going to do like $3 a day. I don't care. Like it's $3 a day. And then tomorrow, no matter how you're feeling, no matter if you're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this all wrong. I need to get into NFTs now. Or like, how have I not bought Bitcoin now? I need to research that. For, it, 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 right. It tempts all of us. We get distracted by all of yeah. these other, other opportunities. This thing is going to keep going and it's going to recenter us. So the next day when we realize like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have bought that weird penguin NFT or whatever it is, we'll be like, oh, wait a second. I've got a demo call on my calendar for someone who wants to buy my software. That's right. This thing that is kind of like the closest thing to like selling candy bars when I was a kid, like I just bought the candy bar off the shelf and I walked around and sold it for a dollar. I didn't have to reinvent the product. It was there. I said, Hey, do you like candy bars? They're like, yeah, I do. I will sell it to you for less than what I bought it for. Right? Like that's how simple this model is. But the hard activity of awareness of traffic if we're not bought it for, for the record, right? That would be a bad business if you're selling if I was for <laughs> less than what you paid for it. No, no, no. Yes. For more than what I bought it for. Yes. It's like, it's ethical, sustainable businesses is they are selling for more than their cost of goods sold. Otherwise they don't last for very long. But so um, paid advertising, paid traffic mm-hmm. gives the highest amount of leverage that I found out of, out of anything. Like you can do it with employees, you can outsource them, but this is like, and we'll talk into it and dig into like where we're at right now. But um, yes, love Google. But actually- Hold on. I want to focus on something that you said yeah. because it, it, it was so obvious, but the way that you put it was kind of made me do a double take. When you were talking about the glass ceiling type of thing, marketing, business, sales, in general, if you dumb it down, is a numbers game. Mm-hmm. Assuming, like you said, we are builders, tinkerers, we know how to build something let's just say decent, Mm -hmm. a decent landing page, a decent offer on the page, things work, I can go there and put in my credit card. 
it's a number, it's a ratio. The amount of people that see it, a percentage of them will actually put in the credit card, right? And so yeah. if you dumb it down to that point and really let that sink in, you saying, well, gee, I don't have a ton of money to spend at this point. So I'm just going to spend my time and cold outreach. <laughs> the numbers are going to go so slowly, right? And whereas with an ad campaign, you can, you know, get thousands of people to the page in a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. It's just that barrier, that fear, right? That fear of like, if I don't do this right, it's going to cost me a lot of money. And well, and so this is the, I mean, I'll tell you like the foundational thing. So this is what I like teach folks right now. Like the dream state where, um, this is actually the dream state. I think for a lot of folks is, um, it's like what high level existence, right? Like I can talk to no one. Uh, they buy my stuff and they stay around. That's the dream state. A lot of us were like, man, if I could talk to no one, they <laughs> buy my stuff and they stay around. I love that. I love that. And I'll tell you, we have achieved that. Like we've number of ventures that that's the, that's the, that's our existence now. Talk to no one, they buy our stuff, they stay around. Um, there is a path to get there. It doesn't just happen overnight. Um, but it also, what I've kind of found is there's sort of like three things you need to get there. And I'll tell you what it is. We, we call it a uh, problem market fit, price market fit and social proof. And so I could, I could dig into all of those, but like, think about this, like, here's the interesting thing with, with high level is, um, which I love also, you've maybe heard of like product market fit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's established. There is no one, I mean, recent news, right? Confirmed definitively on all sorts of levels, there is product market fit. <laughs> like so much so that like outside money will like validate this is a worthwhile product, worthwhile venture. So then, it, then you're like, well, what do I do? Is the marketers, the agency owners, the SaaS owner, what do I do here? You're competing. Like that's the other weird thing. Like how do thousands of brands coexist um, on a totally validated product. I'd be like, it's the same. I mean, you could find this in different ways in like a local context or regional mm -hmm. it's problem market fit. It is, they are able to articulate the problem that their potential customer is experiencing in the language that they would use. Mm. This is a hard thing for so many folks too, because there's so many problems that high level solves. Mm -hmm. Some of it is getting focused there, but Here's what people need in this venture, right? You're trying to do those three things, problem, price, proof, trying to build that up. You need a feedback loop. You could, you can find out that you were wrong slowly, or you can find out that you were wrong fast. Hmm. And I'll tell you, good marketers know that like, what do you say? Like it, it, money loves speed, right? It's like, yeah. we try to go fast. And I haven't found as high of a leveraged feedback loop that gives me what I need, awareness. Like literally they know my offer exists and ruthless feedback because I, I, I've seen it all over the place on so many levels. Like if I'll talk to people and they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm good. I'm good at sales. Cool. And it's like, they take like two referral sales calls like each month. You know, it's a good way to find out if you're really good at sales. Imagine having your calendar packed out with like 40 calls this week of cold prospects. Like they like your offer, but yeah, they are yeah. cold to you. You will find out very quickly. Are you actually good at sales or has it just been, you've been taking a slow path to find out you're bad at sales. Mm -hmm. And so not That's to discourage really you, but the, yeah. 
it's a, it's really interesting and it, it it this is also a lesson on how to sell ads as a service because mm. when you're having the conversation with your client you know i used to say things like you know um paid ads work every time it's just a matter of do the numbers work for your business the cost to get the conversion is that acceptable in your model mm-hmm. and you you're you're reiterating this point of you're going to find out really quickly if what you've built is going to work for your model, right? Because you will get conversions. It just might cost you $600 for each one. And you're going to go, well, shoot, (laughs) this isn't going to work. Now we need to figure out why it's so high. How do we make this number go down? Mm -hmm. But you know really quickly that something needs to change (laughs) because you just spent, you know, a couple thousand bucks on like three conversions. Um, So, but in that mindset, especially... Like, I love this because when you're selling ads to a client, it's not, hey, I have this miracle cure. Mm. It's, hey, this is a ruthless validator of what you're doing. Mm. We can turn it on for you and we will very quickly know if everything that you're doing is, go, you know, is good or not or whether we need to improve some things here. Um, so flesh this out for me, right? So yeah. we're talking about selling software, which I think is new for a lot of the high-level community because they're agencies that are typically used to running ads for their clients' services. Yeah. And so software is something new and it is a different beast in a way. Talk to me about the transition. What's different yeah. about what we're used to running ads for versus running it for software? So here's, here's what I encourage folks in is, um, I mean, so much of this, the more like I feel like we do this at scale, I find that um, so many of us jump to playing a harder game. And this mm-hmm. is like that my team jokes about it, like laughs about it, like two things they'd say, like, sure, like Matt loves and works hard and all this stuff. But also like I um, love to play an easy game. I love to play an easy game. And it's not that hard games aren't worth playing like they absolutely are. But sometimes more fun playing an easy game because you win more often. Sure. And it feels like magical, um, but it's it, it, it's just orchestrated, right? And you'd say like some of the stuff you think like, you know, Disney. Disney in a lot of ways plays an easy game. There are more difficult ways to tell stories. And they have a pretty well-crafted formula that they repeat over and over and over again. And you'd be like, wait, they do the same thing over and over like. Why are they by the hero's journey in a different setting? Is that's that's yeah. Like wh- why aren't, why aren't they trying to like push the envelope of like different types of stories or be creative or expand out there? It's like, well, because they like winning. So they play <laughs> this easy game and you, you find out you're like, and, and, and now to people who don't understand the game, it feels magical. And then you get into it. You're like, Oh my gosh, they're playing such an easy game. Why have I been playing so hard this time? And I would say the same thing happens to a lot of marketers, agency owners is we play a hard game. Now, this is funny because I, I usually say like paid advertising, Facebook ads is a harder game. But I mean, there, there's like, there's levels to that, right? Like what is the hardest game? <laughs> uh, no common thread in your clients. And there's like every client is different. Every offer is different. And you're running a high risk service like paid ads where- No niche. You're saying running ads to an yeah. unniche offer. Yeah, no niche. And you're reinventing the wheel every single time. That's probably like one of the hardest games you could possibly play. Uh, can it be valuable for them? Yes. But like, like you're saying, like Facebook, the ads piece of it is guaranteed to give you feedback. Not everybody loves that feedback. Right. And so for us as a business, I actually love the feedback because I understand that for it's incremental improvement is where we find success. It's not like 
overnight wins. Now you get to like hijack or expedite that process by listening in on conversations like this, where I'm going to tell you some of the things that like will shortcut that process, but still it's a never ending battle. So even the things that we might talk about, even if Hopin on College told you exactly whatever, all the questions you could have ever answered, it might be a different answer a month from now, two months from now, six months from now. Um, but the process of getting and let that me, answer. I do want to point out, I feel like we need to throw a disclaimer in here. Disney plays an easy game because they've spent years building an incredible team of animators so that they they know that the product that they have is top notch. Now all they need to do is replicate it in a different setting, which is kind of like what we're talking about, right? Like if yeah. you're in a niche, create a great product, you can just replicate it over and over again, sell it easily over and over again. But you know, prefer we need to preface that. Like, don't just go run paid ads if you haven't sort of at least checked with somebody who's done this before of, hey, you know, is my product good? Does my offer make sense? Does my landing page look pretty good? You know, these are things that will blow up in your face if you just go run ads and then you'll probably get discouraged and not want to do it again. And well, so- and, and I want to like reframe, like you just said, again, is your product good? I guarantee your product's good because your product is high level, but it's, <laughs> is your problem good? Like I, I know- That's like a good you, point. And so that's, so I'll give you an example here. So you were saying most of us were experienced, like we run ads for services. I will say, sir, like play the easier game. Services are easier to sell than software. That's, that's weird to say, but like look, on the selling side, here's why we are conditioned in the service space to uh, buy or hire people in kind of two categories. One before it exists, I don't have to see it. And I buy, pay for it. Right. Everyone who's ever bought a website, paid money for something that did not exist. Like literally, I was like, I trust you to build it, right? Anybody who's ever hired a contractor to do some plumbing or put in their floors or whatever it is, like we pay for things before they exist all the time in the services space. The other thing is we have this fundamental understanding that it's not a joke to folks. Uh, when I hired someone to like mow, well, a better example, we got new garage doors. Literally, dude showed up, said, yeah, I can do those doors. And I gave him a check. I did not see garage doors. Uh, yes, he had like decals on his truck that said like, you know, he does garage doors. And I assumed <laughs> it wasn't a scam, right? I just assumed it wasn't a joke that he was like, I look like I do garage doors. I can talk about garage doors and he <laughs> took my money straight up, like 50% check, like not even credit card. Like I had no, like it was not coming back. That money was out there. Um, we're used to that. We just assume if you look like you install garage doors, I assume this isn't like some weird elaborate prank. And like, I'm going to, there's a high degree of trust around service, which is interesting. Um, Whereas like you maybe have seen, um, and which is, is just funny. I think about it. Some people, maybe there's a risk tolerancy thing there. I didn't ask him about his insurance policy. I didn't ask him uh, like liability, like what if the garage door is, is delivered and it's all dented up? I didn't ask him those questions because I kind of took it for granted that like yeah. I understand, like if I pay the baker to make me a cake, I don't say like, well, what happens if you run out of icing that day? Right. But you may, you did mention a few details that I think are important for the analogy, which is you're right. The garage door high, <clears throat> high level is proven. It's a fantastic product. The decals on his truck were an option that he chose to do. Right. And if he didn't, if he just rolled up in like some beat up old truck with no decals, you might have been like, hmm, do I want to give you this check? Yeah. And so the analogy, like I think the equivalent of that in the metaphor would be like your website. Yep. Does your website look good? Do the words on it make sense? You know, and we'll get into social proof because you mentioned that, I'm sure. Yep. So yeah, take me from there. No, so that, that's perfect. So that's that's like uh, that's uh, like perfectly aligned in there. It's like, I know some folks are probably so skilled 
they could sell it with no landing page. I actually tell folks, like you start off in high level, everyone wants to go into building phase. You don't have to. You could sell this with no landing page, no nothing, like you straight up can sell it. People have done it and I, I, I know it's possible. Doesn't make it easier make to have it easy with text to pay. <laughs> like you could literally talk to someone about it, text to pay them a link, and well, I, I may as well give you like our process exactly what we run there. But so the um, because that's how we do it. We sign people up via text to pay. Like our first month, like and so I'll tell you like our our process in this too. But so okay. the um, we literally take first payment text to pay. Now there's a there's a reason why we do it this way, and I'll, I'll tell you about it from that side. But so what I've realized. SaaS, software as a service. If I emphasize the software, it's worth less. If I emphasize the service, it's worth more. So imagine this positioning as a problem that I solve. Um, and, and I think I've talked about on other calls. Maybe I have. There's a way we like to like introduce how do we do what we do. But so it might sound like this. You know, you're a, a, a real estate agent. Um, you know how real estate agents, like their phone's blowing up all day long, all the time. And they feel like they don't have enough time to, uh, actually talk to folks as well as like service maybe real estate agents, is a bad example, because they, they're probably have tons of free time. Let's go with, uh, like <laughs> the, the garage door for folks. Right. So, you know, for garage door installers, uh, people are calling them all the time asking for it, but they're like installing garage doors. And so they're always in this tension of like, do I answer the phone? Is that a telemarketer? Is it actually a client? Well, what if we had a service where now we do a little bit of like a number swap. So we put a traceable number. So you've got attribution on all of your organic leads coming in, you know, where they're coming in. You never have to answer a call again because it will automatically text them and send them a message um, so that the conversation goes to text and you can quickly review 15 possible mixed calls in about five minutes and see who is actually a legit deal that you need to get back to and who is a tire kicker that you don't want to waste your time with. And on top of that, what if there was a way to automate some of those responses for common questions that you get? So literally your, your time evaluating clients is cut by one tenth of what you're wasting right now, how much does that service be worth to you, right? Now think about that. And and if you don't know high level, like I'm talking about GMB Connect number swap, like that is what the software does. Yeah. I just talked about the software in terms of really like the the payoff, what they're going to experience from it. So maybe be like, well, what's that service worth? I don't know. For us, we get people paying us 500 bucks a month. So now they're happy to pay. $500 for the service of every time a call comes in, they don't have to answer it and they're going to get a text back. And so now they've got this message thread conversation. Um, and, you know, we can set up a few autoresponders based on uh, a few things that they, that they need. What did we do? Describe features as, and call it a service. That's exactly <laughs> right. If you articulate, that's what I'm saying. It's software as a service. The software provides a service. If you emphasize the software, it's worth less. If you emphasize the service, it's worth more. That same thing to a plastic surgeon, they'd be like, Imagine that plastic surgeons. I know you spend a bunch of time and money and there's a huge opportunity cost if you miss a lead. What if you didn't have to staff your phones and instead it drove every conversation to a text message. And not only will we take care of making sure everyone is texted, we'll do it 24 seven. So you don't have to worry about nights and weekends covers. So we'll do 24 seven phones monitoring, turning everything into a text message conversation and uh, only serving up highly qualified leads with all of the details spelled out in text form. So it takes you less than a minute to evaluate. They're like, hey, they're, that's, that's a patient I want to see. Now this is worth a few thousand bucks, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same process. I have connected GMB. I have added number swap and I've turned on missed call text back. That's like, <laughs> you, that's like you created the account and like connected them into it. 
but it provides this ongoing service that has a huge payoff. And so this is more of what I try to tell folks. I mean, this is, you know, foundational in terms of like, what is the offer that you want people to know about? That's a great offer. (laughs) That's a great offer. And I want to add something why I think it's a really great offer because the businesses that are going to be willing to pay $500 a month for that are busy businesses. They're already successful. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be hounding you for the money. They're already doing well. You're just like streamlining their business and helping them do better. Yeah. And so imagine this, imagine I run an ad that says, how would you like to never answer the phone again? We will qualify every inbound phone to your business and serve them up as in a detailed text format. So you can quickly evaluate them unlimited, <laughs> right? Unlimited for, and, 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 I'll give you our formula here is we like to do X to Y by when plus risk reversal. So instead of saying it's going to be um, uh, $500, we'll usually say like we just flip it around and basically do a money back guarantee, like unlimited calls, like 100% satisfaction, or we'll give you $500 for wasting your time. So we don't actually say how much it costs, but we basically anchor them to this giving them money for wasting their time is us just saying you gave us $500, we'll give you your $500 back, right? Wait, walk me back through this X. X to, y. X to Y by when plus risk reversal. So the actual uh, formula there is, um, so like X, that's their current state. They have to answer all their calls. Y, every call is uh, is validated. Qualified, yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah every, every call is validated, qualified, and they only have to see, Turn to uh, SMS. see a text, you know, uh, basically a text qualification of it. And then plus risk reversal absolutely like guaranteed satisfaction or we'll give you $500 for wasting your time. Sounds pretty good, right? This is how you can make really compelling offers. Now, imagine you take this and you throw it out there in the Facebook ad universe. Who's going to opt in to your point? The busy business, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, we, we, don't, we don't have to um, beat around the bush because it's like, we're being like, we sell ice cold water. And like, if it isn't the best glass of water you've ever drinking, we'll give you $5 for wasting your time. Right. And it just turns out like it costs five bucks. If you're not absolutely satisfied with it, I'll give you your $5 back. Right. (laughs) And, and the crazy thing is, so now it's like, I've got a good offer. I just need more people to be aware of this offer. Mm -hmm. That's where Facebook ads comes in. That's really, and, and I'll tell you, like, honestly, the um the actual pro we played around with like a lot of things like how do you do a landing page how do you do like keep it internal external all that stuff um I, like facebook ads if you haven't actually run facebook ads i get like we went through in detail the process There's like nine steps of things that you have to do before you can run facebook ads which yeah. is a little bit more uh if i if i pulled it on the google side i think google maybe has less steps also because there's this weird crossover where it's like i've got my personal profile and I need a business manager profile and I need to have the business page and you add all these things in there. So annoying to be honest. Um, yeah, it is annoying. If you are unfamiliar with it, I, I've actually, just because I like to do this, um, is, I put a page together where we're just detailing exactly those steps um, and kind of digging into like it, like some of the stuff, I'll, I'll be honest, depending on when you're watching this, um, it may become outdated. Facebook changes a lot yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah, all the time. Every time but, you log in, something looks different. I know. But at the very least, um, I kind of break through the uh, the steps of like, here are the things. And worst case scenario, if our video looks totally different, just like 
you, you just might have to Google like how to this step if you haven't done it, right? Some of you are like familiar with it. You've already got it. You're totally good. But yeah. if you want like that detailed breakdown, um, I just put it on hlprotools.com forward slash ads, ADS. And so just uh, that breakdown of what are those nine steps? You know, digging into the weeds piece of it, which sometimes I take for granted, like every agency's run Facebook ads and then surprising how many folks have either, well, maybe unsurprising, like they white label it out to other folks for their clients. And so they've never actually run ads for themselves. So I don't want to take that for granted because I understand there are some complexity in there, but in terms of the creative, it's just a clear offer, super straightforward. I, I love this. Sean will kill me if we don't cover the other offer that you like to run and teach people to run. Okay. But this one, I do want to spend a little bit more time because it's gotten my gears spinning, which is you focused in on an automated feature of high level that saves people time. Mm. Saving people time will always be a business, right? People pay for Ubers um, when a taxi might be cheaper because they don't have to deal with the time of paying. Right. So I feel like if we sat down and brainstormed, we could come up with five easy examples or more of how high level can just save people time in an automated fashion that doesn't require you to hire somebody. Yep. Genius. I think that that's amazing. You should be able to run with that right there. Let me ask you though, I feel like a common challenge with high level is like you said, it does so much. You're like, I don't just want to sell that. I want to sell more, all the things mm-hmm. that high level can do for more money. So like, yeah. do you have a ladder step plan with that? A hundred percent. So I'll tell you, um, here's, here's our, like, this is the other big hack of it and why we use the sales process that we do. So we actually send them to a call and we have a very high book rate and show rate because it's kind of like silly, stupid. It's like, and also we led like we don't actually have a price, but we anchor, like our risk reversal is the price. It's basically a money back guarantee, um, which I could give you another, I'll give you, you ever get feedback, negative feedback on that. That feels like a little bit of like, but wait, you told me you were going to give me $500 and you're like, I am, you just happen to already have given me $500. That's exactly right. Honestly, <laughs> the offer feels so no brainer. Pick anything. You hire someone to mow your lawn and they do not say, I guarantee you will love your lawn or we'll give you all of your money back. They just don't, right? It, it's like, there are a few businesses that do that. We like to train people, uh, this is weird, you'll say this is like, um, that it's easy to buy from us. I love Costco, brilliant model, genius, right? Um, I am dangerous at Costco because in my mind, <laughs> I'm like, I can buy everything. I should just buy it all and try it. And if, if I'm unsatisfied for any reason whatsoever, I'll just take it back. Who actually takes everything back? We don't. I end up donating it to Goodwill. I'm like, but you, but you just made a really good point that I want to point out. A, someone who comes to cut your lawn and then you ask for a refund, they can't put the, law, the grass back. Software is automated. Like you didn't have to spend time mowing a lawn. Like, so it's very easy to give someone their money back because what did it really cost you other than a sales call maybe, or, or, or you yeah. know. So that's a great point. There are a few things, that's why, I'm, that's why I love high level. There are a few things where I'm like, how much did it cost you to add one more location? Mm-hmm. Pennies, maybe, pennies, right. maybe. There is nothing as high margin, as high level in the marketplace right now that you can, you can sell. Like literally, literally nothing. 
<laughs> and so the um, that allows you to play into a risk that you already carry. So we didn't mean to talk about this, but here's just a good mindset shift. Mm -hmm. If you collect credit cards, you carry risk. You just do. If people want to run a chargeback, they will. Mm -hmm. So you already carry all of that risk anyways. Why not benefit from it? Yeah. Leverage why, why not benefit from it? And so that's what we like, take a liability, turn it into a strength. Absolutely turn it into a strength. Use that in your sales call when you're trying to close them. That's what we say. It's like, because they ask us like, do you guys have contracts? It's like, honestly, no, we, we don't need to have that much more friction. Not only do we guarantee it, it's the same offer that we told you on the ad. We're guaranteed right now. It is written into the invoice that's guaranteed. And also we take credit cards. So frankly, part of this call process is to find out if you know, you're not a jerk because we could deliver on this, do it amazingly, and you could still run a chargeback on us. And so we use that to reframe that we're actually carrying way more risk than they are just because, <laughs> by the fact that we take credit cards, right? And so the, um, that, that could be a mindset shift for some folks is like, you already have that risk anyways. You're just probably not benefiting from it. You're not benefiting from it from, from doing the Costco thing and saying, you know what? 1000% satisfaction guaranteed, or we'll give you all your money back, right? Because at that point, in other businesses, you have hard costs. You're like, ah, darn it, I paid for that person, whatever. In this business, you're like, literally on that refund, you got like, you know, the process, it's like $10 of like opportunity costs possibly in, in this space. Yeah, um, yeah. And I will tell you from experience, having that, it'll be like, without it, you might have gotten like two sales. With it, you get 20 sales and maybe like two refunds. So it's like, what would you want to do, net two or net 18? Totally. Okay. So focus on an offer that saves somebody time. That's preferably automated. Leverage a money back guarantee because you're already carrying that risk, whether you realize it or not, by accepting credit cards. Okay. What else do you have? Now, take me back to the ladder. Where do you go? How do you? Yeah. yeah. So anyone, um, and I, I love it. There, there's an aspect where SaaS reduces churn right? It, 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 in so many ways. And we've seen it like we, like even our evolution in this journey, like we fully flipped. We went from agency SaaS downsell to now the value ladder is totally flipped for us because I'm like, I just see it working. I'm like, this is, yeah. I'm not a fool. And also in case you're hesitant <laughs> about SaaS mode, I'll tell you, I'm from California. I grew up in, and uh, in California and in fourth grade, we learned about this thing called the gold rush. And I was marked memory. It was not called the gold crawl. If there is an opportunity, <laughs> I told you before, money loves speed. Like this is, I mean, I, this is one of those things where you're like, why do you go on a video and, and say this? Because I'm like, I'm creating competitors for ourselves. But I just believe the marketplace is big enough. Like, I, like our audience that we're going after on Facebook, I think it's like 11 million, somewhere around that. Like play around between all of us. 11 million. I couldn't handle 11 million customers, right? But I'm, I'm taking as many as I can. And so the, 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 the space is, totally big enough for everybody. Um, and, and I just feel like as much as I can give you encouragement to like implement, that's the funny thing is, is I see so many people, they hear it and like, Oh, I believe that'd be true. And then they're like, I'll get to that next year. And I, I don't know, for me, this is like, I've seen and seen the benefit. You talked to like Dar's an awesome example. Um, and I love that of like life changing, like this isn't just uh, cool, make a buck. This is, which a lot of people struggle with, is like make a business, like something that provides lasting value 
where this, the weird thing. So in this whole position, businesses thank us. They, they thank us. Like you said, like every time they thank you. They, uh, and there's, there's so many levels to it, but so I'll I'll tell you the, so what's, what's the order stack, right? So it's great. It's sticky. I kind of went on a little tangent there, but um, no matter what, (laughs) there's always a honeymoon phase, right? There's always, uh, and not only that, but it's like the new car smell fades. And so what we have done, um, I mean, there's a couple of good things in here. So one, our offer, we position it as we don't try to, like, we don't try to propose marriage on the first date. That would be silly and stupid. You'd probably get rejected a lot. That's what a lot of folks do is they start off and they're like, hey, you know, it'd be great. Commit. Sign and, up to the whole kit and caboodle for $4.99 a month. Or whatever. 5,000, right? Or it, sure. he, even this, actually, here's the funny thing. You're not, when, you're talking not just software, but the whole, the whole package. It could be that also when you say per month, when you say per month, everyone instantly multiplies by 12. So one of the best things I did in my marriage is uh, I hired uh, awesome gals who clean our house every week. <laughs> um, if when I'd asked them, how much is it to clean the house? If they had told me the monthly rate, assuming I wanted it every week, and then also said per month, I would have said, I would have done the math. I would have taken that number, multiplied by 12. And I said, my goodness, that is an expensive house cleaning. Instead, I said, how much is the clean house? And they said, one time, this is how much it costs, right? And then I was like, oh, can you come every week? And they're like, yeah, of course. It's the same price as that times every week. And now all of a sudden, I mean, I've literally, it's been, it's been years. We probably paid them like tens of thousands of dollars. And if they had started off and said like, how much is the clean your house? They're like, well, you know, our three-year deal or four-year deal, whatever, it's only 10,000. I'd be like, no one charges that much to clean a house. Like that's insane. Or if like, I'd be foolish to commit to this. Like I got to re- rethink if I can do this thing. So that's working against you. Every time you say per month, early on, they are multiplying it and you are making them feel like they are committing to 12 months. Even if you don't have a contract, even if you're month to month, you just put that number in their head. So instead, you know what we do? We sell them 30-day service, right? And then what happens after the 30 days? Well, you got to figure out if you want to keep going, right? <laughs> so we sell them a one-off 30-day service. That's it. It's a one-off. That's why you do the text to pay. So that's why you do the text to pay. That's exactly right. Because we're not setting up a recurring. Now it, it, it's possible to sell the recurring, right? But what I have found is a really great way to eliminate churn. You study all the good companies out there. What do they do? Mm-hmm. Annual plans. Annual plans is what they do. Now, to get an annual plan on the first date, that's hard. Some people can do it. You'll get 20, 30% conversion, maybe. I prefer 80, 90% conversion. And so after we just delivered all of these wins, crushed it, they, we actually over-deliver, right? Because we promised them one little piece, mm-hmm. we end up giving them everything. Um, not, not marginally thing, but like, I'm not going to not connect it. Cause it, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, Oh, I connected their GMB. I'm not going to like not turn on the auto review request. <laughs> like, I was I'm just going to say, so like <laughs> me as the roofer, I'm like, Oh, this is great. It, it's all coming in as text, but I'm also getting my reviews in this stream. And it's yeah. like, yeah. So as, discover as, a new feature rather than sell it to them. That's exactly right. As well, because so here's what ends up happening. It's the experience of you paid for a little and you got a lot. Like it is hard to find places that over deliver. I, I mean, hopefully 
it's not by accident, but if you engage with any of our stuff, you will see this is, there's a trend here where it's like, it's like we sell you a little bit and you get in there like, oh my gosh, this is way more than I thought I was getting. I don't know. I just prefer to be that kind of business. I like, it's actually fun. It's like, I love the experience of people being like, marketers struggle with making people feel like they care more about their prospects than their customers. So let me guess where you're going with this. This is absolutely genius. So the 30 days comes to an end and you're like, Hey, did you really love that? You know, text feature that we set up for you? Absolutely. It was awesome. I also got my reviews coming in. You're like, yep, we turned on a couple of other things for you as well. Sounds like you enjoyed those too. And I'm like, I did. And you're like, now you're going to break out, you know, some options for me. And it's like, we can just keep it all running. <laughs> Take me from there. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, that's exactly right. We do a stack and we sell on the annual plan and we downsell from the annual plan. So here's the nice thing. A lot of people are out there and they start off and they're like, I'm going to sell it for 197 bucks a month, 297 bucks a month or whatever. And they struggle, frankly struggle. Uh, I mean, you can get it. Like, it's just, it's like a harder game to play because you're saying monthly. So they're hearing what you say, 197, they, they do 2,400 bucks a year. So now you feel like you're trying to sell something for 2,400 bucks, but you're not actually getting 2,400 bucks. And you know, I think there is definitively a higher retention rate than um, than than traditional agency services, but it depends on implementation. And so here's the the other thing is like people got to pay to pay attention. Some people are charging too little, so then they're not integrating and implementing, or they can't justify having someone give them a great experience. So like our flow is they pay in right away, five hundred bucks. I take ninety seven dollars and I pay HR Pro Tools, and they on they onboard our folks. So, and, and I know high level does this too. So there's lots of folks that could do that onboarding call. Mm-hmm. They onboard them. Now they're set up. All that stuff is connected. Absolutely, totally connected. I could do that because I charge them a little bit more money. I guaranteed that 30 days from now, the experience isn't going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, we haven't connected our GMB account yet. Because nobody wins from that. That's actually like, I've had folks where like they came in and I told them like, here's what you should do. And they're like, okay, I love it all, but I'm going to charge 197. It's literally exactly what they did. Like, I don't know if I could, I, I just don't believe I should charge them 500 bucks. So they go and they do 197. Then they're like, I'm, they're like chasing people down for an onboarding call. They're ch- because people aren't doing the stuff they're supposed to do. And I was like, if you, sh- people got to pay to pay attention, get them to buy, buy a little bit more because you position it as a one-time defined service and it's anchored to a high perceived value. The result they will receive, they'll show up, they'll get onboarded. 30 days later, we're reviewing the wins. And that's totally what we do. It's like, oh my gosh, look at this. It's showing you got, so now because of the, right? Not only is there like, it looks like we generated leads is what it looks like, mm-hmm. even though it's not what they hired us to do whatsoever. So um, depending on what service we got in position in the front end. So it's like, we generated reviews. I don't say this, but it looks like we generated reviews. We re- re- uh, generated leads. We uh, got them using the text to pay. Oh my gosh. You get like, that's like magical. They're like, oh, they're like geeking out, right? They're like making money through there. Um, other sticky things, appointment reminders, like just the calendar. Like it, it's one of those things. I think we've talked about it. Maybe it was offline. It's one of those things where it's like a deodorant service in my mind. So before deodorant was invented, no one knew that they stink. <laughs> and then as soon as deodorant is invented, it was like, gosh, darn it. I smell bad. I need deodorant. I think calendars are kind of the same thing before calendars. What do you do? You email back and forth. Like what time do you want to do this? What time after you start using an automated calendar, like here's my calendar, just book whatever time works for you. You never want to go back. Like the idea of like, 
3 p.m. works for me. What works for you? I'm like, I can't handle this. There's my calendar link. Do not take me back to the Stone Age. Like, I stink. I need, I need deodorant. So yeah, um, yeah. those kind of things give them a ton of wins. And then we say, well, let me tell you what most people do at this point. Most people go with the annual plan and we give them a stack. You don't have to get too crazy in the stack because here's one of the big wins. You are now discounting from their belief, right? If you told them, what should the annual plan be worth? $6,000. 500 a month times 12. They believe it. They're like, I just did this. I paid $500. So if, if, I, if I anchor the value, the annual plan is, is 6,000 bucks. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. I, you know, I can do elementary math. Now you've got room to play with, right? Now you're not like everybody. We feel like we want to discount, like discounting isn't a bad strategy. It's a great way to, to capitalize on that urgency and fast action bonuses and stuff like that. But now you're not like it was 200 bucks. Let me discount down to like 997 for the year, which I see some folks doing. Like imagine if you got them to believe is worth 6,000 bucks. And so now you're like, and, and we were like in the space of building a sales team. And, and now I'm finding like there's good salespeople and they're like, like, they just say like, and you know, I can cut it down to 5k and people will be like done. And you're like, and then I'm going to shut up and take your money. Right. Even though <laughs> like we might've like gone all the way down to like three, but like you can, it, you can read the room of like when they, when they're like, this was amazing. This blew it out of the wall. This is the best service I've ever provided. And I've hired agencies for five grand a month. Right. They're saying stuff like that. And like, or whatever it is I used to, I paid you know, whatever it is for so much money. And you're like sitting on kind of like, okay, yeah. Okay. So the annual plan and one of the perks is a discount. And it, you know, we're going to cut off, we're going to give you two months for free. Right. This is kind of what it does. And they're like, done. You're like, cool. Awesome. Move on with my life. Right. <laughs> so here's the beauty in this. You probably heard it before. It was a, a Dan Kennedy quote. The person who can pay the most to acquire a customer wins. Right. Mm-hmm. A great way to make it easier to acquire a customer is to increase the uh, value and decrease the time, right? This is why like a lot of high ticket stuff pops up because they got a bandwidth to be bad. (laughs) They're like, I can go out there and all I got to do is sell 1% of my $10,000 offer and I can be bad at ads and it will still work out. It's kind of what we've manufactured for ourselves with a little bit of like a time delay. So if I know I can, the, the, this SaaS customer is worth, $3,500 in a span of 30 days, usually buffers out a little bit because let's say 45 days. Um, And my cost of goods sold was, you know, let's go back to $0. I hypothetically could, if I was more on the risk side or in like the high growth side, because this is now a recurring subscription. Mm -hmm. And also now the perception is we can upsell them into services and they're just upgrading, downgrading. They're never leaving, which is the other thing that is a struggle for businesses is when people churn, like who comes back, right? It's like, who, who gets divorced and then remarried to the same person? Like, eh, doesn't happen, right? It's like, they leave you and they're going to someone else. Yeah. If the perception is all I did was upgrade, downgrade, we actually see this. People actually come back. They'll be like, oh, let me, let me try running. Facebook ads with you. If you want, pick a service that you want to do, right? Or let me, let me have you write some blog posts. Cool. They'll have, we'll write five blog posts. And like that month they spent this much. And then it's like, oh, cool. I don't need this month, but they're still around because they paid for the year. So the whole relationship changes because they're like, I'm just upgrading, downgrading. Like I'm never leaving because why would I leave? I already paid for the year and I'm not unhappy with my foundational service. And so the 
There's this so is really interesting. So let me ask you a question because I feel like what I'm taking from this is pick a niche. I have my niche. Identify different areas of high level that are automated, save people time, create landing pages for each of them. Cause I know I'm going to install the whole package anyway. Mm -hmm. And then I could go run ads to each feature landing page. It doesn't, I don't care what gets you excited. Is it, Oh, are you tired of like going back and forth of trying to find a time that works for both of you? Mm -hmm. Great. I'm going to drive you to the calendar feature landing page and you can sign up because that's what you're excited to save time about. Or yep. maybe it's the text message thing that you talked about before. Maybe it's the offer that, you know, you got DAR running on, which is, Hey, let's improve your ranking through high volume of positive reviews. Yep. Either way, I don't care which one you sign up for. Cause I'm installing the whole thing anyway, which means I'm going to over deliver. Yep. And now at the end of the month, you've conditioned yourself to believe it costs $500 a month and I'm going to break out this discount and you're going to pay for the year. That's it. That's, that's it. That's, that's totally it. So I think the, and if I say, no, I don't want the yearly. You say, cool. It's 500 a month. Go ahead. No, we, we go, we're good salespeople. We sell them on the quarterly. Okay. <laughs> so we go. Um, and so uh, like part of it have some sort of nugget there that isn't just the tool. We usually give them some sort of nugget. Ironically, like one of our nuggets is uh, uh, a strategy session, an hour-long consulting call, which is just an hour-long sales call. And so on that, um, that's like one of those things, right? It's like, fine, like there could be something. It's, if you've got a niche, it's you, if you're going niche specific, it's even easier because then you could be like the landing page or like, and, and my encouragement there would be like, brand it, like come up with a name. It feels good. Whatever this thing is. Right. Cool. And you'd be like, ah, oh, I really want you to get that thing. Like, that's the cool thing. And so, um, you know, would you be, could we do like a semi-annual? Like I can see if we can get that on semi-annual. We, I'll tell you, we don't usually do the semi-annual. We usually go to the quarterly because here's the funny thing. We just recently discovered this. When you anchor them to whatever the annual is, our quarterly right now, um, we just sell at 1500 bucks and we've got like a hundred percent take on that. And so that's zero discount, yeah, which kills me. So we are just getting them to prepay quarterly um, because they're now anchored to this idea of like, oh, this one was six to five. And it's like, I wanted all the bonuses that were in that like offer. And it's like, oh, let me see if we can do the quarterly. And now they're not even doing math in their heads anymore. They're just saying like 1500 is less than five or four or three or whatever, like still. And so it's just, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. But so the point of it is sell down the value ladder, start from the top. And then the perceptual contrast, everything, this is just a psychology thing. Everything is in comparison to what? So if you can make it like, that's what we're starting with. Well, you did 500. So it's actually worth 6K in, compar in comparison to 6K, 5K is a discount, mm -hmm. 4K is a discount, 3K is a discount, 1500 is a discount. It's less money. Like it's, it's actually not a discount. It's actually a reverse. Like we've gone the complete opposite and now we're just charging full price and they get a little bit of benefit for kind of being in a prepay, but you know, you're, you're dealing with their constraints and uh, every business is a little bit different in terms of how they value things and their comfort with investment. But we have found the experience of solving a, uh, a painful problem um, over delivering so much so that even if the original problem you set out to solve doesn't get completely solved, they are, their impression is 
you care deeply about their business. It almost to the point, like I, I think about like the, the house cleaners, like I kind of believe that the gals who clean my house care more about cleaning my house than I do. And so I would actually feel irresponsible ever firing them. I'd be like, I like that my house is being cared for. And I would actually feel irresponsible if I didn't do that. And so that's the kind of thing which so many businesses have these little things that high level solves for in like a, just turn it on, like turn it on and that works. And when those things start working, they start feeling like, oh my gosh, how was I never doing this before? Like, ah, if I stop doing this, this feels irresponsible. It's kind of like, you know, it's like, sure, I could save money by not changing the oil in my car, but I'm actually pretty convinced that'd be bad for my car. <laughs> and so I don't, I, I feel irresponsible as a business owner, not continuing. And I think that's part of, uh, part of the process is they are, they believe we care. Is, I mean, this is really, really interesting. And I think, you know, again, I, I'm stuck in brainstorm mode of all the different angles that you could, you know, sell. But the, but the most important thing I keep coming back around to is do, I would not be running an ad to a landing page that's full of features. No. It's the exact opposite. So you want, you want focus, be shooting yourself in the foot to run somebody to a page that lists out all the features of high level and trying to, you know, sell that as opposed to pick a niche, figure out the pain points of the niche, match it to the high level feature that solves it, drive them to that. Yeah. And I'll tell you, um, here's, here's the, <laughs> it's weird. I I've said it before is that the more focus you have that the easier it is to get wherever you're going, right? It's, it's like these, these are two, it's just a simple equation. Focus times force equals impact. That's it. And so um, having a niche is a form of focus. Mm -hmm. And I've seen like in the agency world, being around folks, like I've seen folks that used to have horizontal focus and then they decided to do vertical and horizontal focus. And what, what is the impact for them is they like, they become a, you know, quadruple specialists, they charge incredibly high rates. And so they deal with less customers and do more revenue, right. And might have more margin, right. So it, it, it's timeless. It's true. It's absolutely proven. I believe that wholeheartedly. I have seen if you, if you are like, you struggle with niching down or for whatever reason, or that, that is all true. Like still true focus times force equals impact. Um, a degree of focus that can work and absolutely work well is this horizontal focus, which is the problem. I'm, and so I, I guess- I say, because Dar went from having a niche focused SaaS version of high level, yeah. which it still has, to trying to replicate it again outside of a niche, yeah. but you help them focus in on a specific problem. That's exactly right. Yep. So if you, you need focus, no matter what, like, that's the worst thing. If you've got like, no, no, uh, you know, niche focus and then like no problem focus. And you're just like, look at all these features, because that's where you fall into the trap where people are going to look at the 30 features you have. And they're going to say, well, what about feature one, two, three that you don't, you put it in their mind that somehow you're competing on like the number of features you have. They're always, they're always going to invent a new feature that they want. You're not going to win. Sure. And, but in the same way that I don't like talk to the person who mows my lawn and say like, well, you don't also service pools. Like they didn't say they did, but if they started to say like, look at all the things we do for your yard. And then I was like, oh, you don't do pool care. Ah, 
I, I'm drawn to what you lack. Gotcha. Yeah, people are always Yeah, and so it's 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 so. I feel like it's so nuanced, and it's hard for us that love love the tool, like the artists. You yeah, know, it's yeah, like yeah. we love the craft, and so we can be tripped up by our own fascination with the with the tool, with the craft, with the building. Um, to realize that from the marketing perspective, they just need clarity around the problem that you solve, and that means selling them less. You can deliver them a ton, but it's actually a great experience. I'm telling you where you sell them a little and you deliver them a lot. And they're like, my goodness, you over deliver. You're like, yeah, this is why you want to commit to the next level because you've already experienced it. Like I pay this much and I get this much more in return as opposed to, and, and this is, this is maybe like a, a nuance that like we don't implement. That is, it's part of high level structure right now for SaaS where there's like almost like a, a plan like a plan delineation where you kind of upgrade in different ways. We, we have preferred to um, not make that a defining characteristic. We simplify it. We do one plan, different one problems over deliver always. The funny thing is then when we do the review call, it's just perceived value. They had it the whole time. Didn't know they had it. Now, when we say we'll give you that for a year, it, it's all like, <laughs> That was a small bubble brain, uh, just blowing, uh, exploding of like, it feels like you're delivering a lot more because once again, they were fine. Their agreement was I'll pay you 500 bucks to solve this one problem. You solve all these other problems. Like that really should be like $2,000 a month. Right. So now it's like, oh gosh, I'm getting $20,000 worth of value for this little price. Right. Everything is in comparison to what? And so, um, yeah, that's, that's, so how many of these interesting angles do you feel like you've seen work? Because to quickly flesh out the DAR one, yeah. you've sort of come across what I've, you know, a secret, which I don't think is much of a secret anymore. But again, we know no, that people are taking our ads and posting it in like Facebook groups to be like, how, how are people doing this? Uh, yeah, it's, it's out there. So the, in all of these problems, the other angle, like you're, you're kind of saying it's, it's the payoff. It's really translating, solving that problem into a payoff. So like, how would I what better? Art- at is, I think it's interesting that you figured out that a problem that's traditionally considered an SEO problem mm. that's outside of high level can yeah. actually be solved automated with high level. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. So a, a couple of things. So th- this is our, our offer. Um, and Dar's offer, and we run a bunch of these micro offers, but I'll say I like this one because it covers a, a, like a multitude of problems <laughs> and um, it is reputation, right? The idea of like social proof. Ironically, the same thing that like, I know that like we need to grow and kind of scale in, every business needs. And they believe it to their core. I've said it before and related it to, I actually don't have, I went to Starbucks today, but typically I have, I have a coffee mug. I love coffee. And so the consequence of loving coffee is I love the container, right? I love when they do the custom cups. I love mugs. I like I have a collector of mugs. The container is not what I love, but it is so closely associated to what I want, to what I enjoy that like I, I feel joy in it. Like, and it's easier about a coffee mug. It's easier to package, to ship, to deliver this predictably to someone, even though it's not actually what they wanted. It's just closely connected to what they want. Hmm. Reviews are like that. Social proof is like that. What they need, what they want, customers, leads, 
sales. Like that's actually what they needed and want. Everyone, everyone like, what do I need? More sales, which means more customers, which means more leads, right? Sort of like different levels of sophistication yeah, yeah. around their business. Reviews is a very close dopamine hit to like sale. Someone says five stars, you're awesome. You're like, Ooh, that felt good. Someone says, here's some money. Like I, I trust you to provide value. Like oh, very similar. Now it is much easier to deliver reviews than it is to deliver sales. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. is. there's less, uh, there's less room for error. There's less mystery. Like, cause I guarantee you most businesses, they are, they try to be good businesses. And the reason why they don't have like that ceiling, right? We asked like their ceiling is how many customers have you ever had? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I've had a thousand customers in the last year, maybe it's like, and you have 20 reviews. The reason why you don't have 800 reviews is because you haven't asked or you haven't asked in the right way. Like that's it. They haven't asked or they haven't asked in the right way. And so um, the, the consequence, if you get a ton of reviews, especially for local businesses is a boost in positioning on Google. Like it just is like, right. So Google's job is to show people what they want to see and what people want to see. Thanks to Amazon is who is the highest and most reviews. It's, it's that simple, <laughs> right? It's like, you're like, that's how I shop on Amazon. It's, it's actually frustrating to me when I like, I'll tell you like the garage door guy, like searching for a garage door guy. And I get, uh, like I have to compare between zero star review, one, one, five star review. And then like 10, three and a half star reviews. It's like, okay, the 10, three and a half, I'm going to, not going to talk to them. And now I'm deciding between one, one star and zero star review. It's actually a frustrating buying experience because we've been conditioned to be like, just tell me which is the best seller. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what I want. And um, so that's what we translate the payoff for in, in those ads. And so instead of telling them what we're going to do, the problem we're solving for them is the same one I talked about originally. It's exposure. We tell them the reason why you don't have a thousand customers every month is because a thousand people don't know that you exist and they're searching for maybe what you provide on Google. No, realistically, it's like 20,000 people don't know you exist. If you want a thousand customers, we need 20,000 or more to be, to know you exist. And so yeah. this is beautiful, right? So you're like, yeah. does that make sense to you? That makes total sense to me. Okay, great. Let's talk about how we're going to get this exposure for you without spending money on ads. Yep. This is an interesting side to the play. There's no ad spend involved here. We're talking about organic. Yep. Um, Google correlates rankings with positive reviews. Mm-hmm. So if we can generate you a bunch of positive reviews, you theoretically are going to go up in the rankings and that exposure is going to be the result of that. Now I'm assuming you put some, let's talk about the, some things that would make have requirements for this to work. One, I'm assuming you do very light SEO, like, well, wait a minute, you don't even have like your page title filled out on your homepage. So like, we're going to fix that for you. There, well, actually, we don't get as much into the website piece. Um, sometimes we do. Here's, here's what we've found. I'll give you the real, the real nugget okay. here. Is in the same way of the risk that we carry, right? Mm-hmm. We always carry that risk just because we take credit cards. People want to work with people who care about their business. Mm-hmm. I will hire someone who is less capable, but cares deeper about my business. It's why sure. people hire friends and family all the time, right? Sure. And so imagine you're horrible at SEO, right? Just horrible at SEO. You don't understand it at all, but you run my offer and you're like, and it's integritous. I'm saying like, we will 
do this for you. If we do not get this result, we will give you all of your money back. And you plug them into high level and you give them all of those other wins that they were not expecting. Missed call text back, attribution on call leads, you know, the reviews. Okay, so like that, they might kind of understand that piece of it. And 30 days later, you come back and you're like, oh my gosh, we didn't get what we set out to do. We didn't get the boost that we thought we were going to get. Well, I'm letting you know, I'm going to give you all of your money back. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting refund right now. Um, if you want, I can tell you what most folks do next. And you make the exact same offer. And here's, here's what we found. That first month now becomes getting them to know, like, and trust us. And actually trust goes up when we are integritous with our offer. Mm-hmm. So much so that we realized we c- it's not completely like this, but it's so close that we convert better when we lose than when we win. <laughs> Think about that. That's interesting. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense to me because one, again, it's money back guarantee. So people are going to be enticed to sign up. They're going to be willing to take the chance Two, you're saying you've run this enough to where more often than not, a good amount of reviews moves them up. Yeah. Well, so we're in, in so many markets. This is one of those things I, I'm telling you, like if someone goes after garage, I don't know if anybody services garage door folks, like I, I I'm outside of like Los Angeles, we're in California and that is the experience. Like I'm comparing between zero reviews and like one, if anybody had like 10 five-star reviews, Google would know that's what I want to see. <laughs> like, like the, it, it is, it is, there's is still so many markets where this is low hanging fruit. Like this is like, you're talking about, this is like the, it's like the days of your, where it's like, and we just find still there's some folks where it's like this, where it's like, what do you do? You do garage repair. And it's like, your business is like Matt Decino, <laughs> or it's like, it's called, you know, it's like, why don't we call your business Matt Decino garage repair? Like you, your own business name, you know, you yeah, get like yeah. a, like a dance studio and, and you're like, okay, cool. You're a dance studio. And what's your business name? Cha-cha-cha. And you're like, and you do like, let's change that to cha-cha-cha dance studio. Like, let's <laughs> like you, I hear cha-cha-cha and I just hear like cha-cha chicken. Like I'm thinking you might be like a restaurant. <laughs> I get, I see it. Like I see, I see it there, but like, you're tricking Google right now. Like you're unintentionally hiding yourself from Google because you're getting so creative with your business names. And sometimes that is it. Like, or, or they'll be like that. It's like, it's like you're a dance studio, cha cha and you're, and you're Google. My business says you're, you're a consultant. What? Like, <laughs> you're not in the right category. You've got a name that is confusing people. And, and sure, we're going to get you some reviews too. So there's little things like this that we all take for granted as marketers of like, you know, like that, you're like, oh, you, you didn't, you didn't put the category of your business. Like there was 0% chance you were going to show up. And all I had to do was be like, and so we put in the terms of, we make them accurate and attractive. If okay. we can make you accurate and attractive, Google rewards that. Um, and, and I love that. And if it's me running with this, I'm going, okay. I just need you to have some sort of a list, right? Like I talked yeah. to Rob Bailey a couple of days ago, database reactivation specialist yep. and people get hung up. What if the business doesn't have a list? Then why would you want to work with them? Cause we already talked about this. You want to work with established successful businesses, right? Yep. So you talk to a door guy and it's like, I don't have a list. It's like, well, how long have you been in business? 
25 years. How many sales do you do a year? 300 or whatever. Okay, great. I'm just going to need to like get access to the people you've sold to, generate a bunch of reviews, set up the whole kit and caboodle. At the end of the month, you were surprised and happy about all the things that happened. I tell you what you wanted, which was more business, which was a result of the reviews, will continue to happen as long as you hit this send review request button every time you make a sale. Or maybe I can automate it this if we're using the calendar now. Yep. Um, and by the way, all the other cool stuff keeps running. It normally, you know, this is our annual plan with the discount. We go back to the previous conversation and it's, it's beautiful. That's it. Yeah. So I know we've gone into like offer world and that's hard for me not to go into offer world because that, I mean, that is part of this and part of like what moves the needle is um, it's very easy. People feel like it's easy to lose money on Facebook ads. Um, surely having a good offer makes everything work a lot easier. But my encouragement, even if you're like, I don't know, if you can take like one angle of this, you're like, I'm not sure if that's fully there. I mean, one, like I said, I, I did a full kind of breakdown of that process and getting more of this on that HL Pro Tools forward slash ads. But the, um, but that is, it's still, even when people have like a good offer, they're so tempted to like turn it off. So I'll tell you like, we just did a month end review and we looked at it and, and usually the game of scaling is like, kill your losers, uh, amplify your winners which is fine. But I was looking at our losers and that's like relative losers. And I was like, I don't want to kill them. Um, I was listening to a uh, Frank Kern podcast and uh, they're asking like, what is like two big regrets or two biggest things you regret and whatever. And it, like, one was like, he was like um, sort of like shiny objects and like I, I, getting distracted, um, not doing the boring work that works. And the second is he was like, basically having a short view on marketing. Like if you only look at like, oh, this was our ad spend and what did we generate in 30 days? And then turning that off. Whereas I've seen, like we've seen, like to like think about what we do for businesses. You're like, oh, it's, uh, Rob would tell you, man, if you've got a good size list, you got money in that list. I'd be like, this absolutely builds your list. And so even if like right now, you know, it's like, you feel like, oh, not everybody converted or whatever it is. It's like, then when you have seasons of high ad spend and let's say you want to diversify your efforts, guess what? You've got a list that you can be like, send email, send text message, right? And generate customers because you, you automated this thing that was so crucial to your business, which was just awareness. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's giving you rapid feedback, telling you your offer is good, your offer is bad. If you do some of the stuff that we're talking about today, there's a greater chance your offer will be good to start off with. Um, but you never stop getting that feedback of like, oh, do I need to change something? And does something need to innovate? Is it change? Um, so you're building, you're doing the essential thing, build awareness. You're driving pressure on your business. So like, that's the thing what Dar would tell you is, I've said this before. I told him it, it wasn't actually, he wasn't even thinking about running book for another road for road to 100 because he's like, I have so many leads. I'm trying to scale my sales team. No, that's, that's exactly right. So before he, he was it, it, actually, he was like in, in our, in our zone and we were helping out like for a while, actually to get him to fly out to an event in person where we literally said like, Dar, you're still not running ads. Like we just forced him to like do this. And because I told him it is, if you grow in the right order, it's painful, but it's easier to grow. You know, when it's really easy to hire a salesperson when your calendar is booked out and you've got all of these leads knocking on your door saying like, can I talk with you? Very easy. You know, it's hard to hire a salesperson when you're like, 
I don't even have any leads. And that's why I see so many people kind of like the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. I'm telling you the right thing, almost no matter where you're at is increasing awareness. Everyone can, can do with some increased awareness. Matt, I know we've already gone, wow, an hour and 20. So you know, I don't want to keep you too long, but I, I really want to thank you for this because I think this was an incredible talk, not just about paid ad strategy. I think this is an incredible talk for people who are still stuck in the traditional agency services side of things where it's like, no, find the automated feature that saves time, run the ads to that, get them in the door, get them on a $3,000, $4,000 annual plan. And then guess what? I'm going to nurture you into the other services. Yep. I'll nurture you into SEO. I'll nurture you into paid ads. I'll nurture you into whatever else. I've already, I mean, I've already brought you in on an annual $3,000 software plan. <clears throat> to me, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm excited to sort of flesh this out <clears throat> into some of the talks that I give. Love it. The community. So Matt, thank you very much. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, yeah, always good to be on and to chat with you. All right. I'm sure we'll bring, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is like dying. I'm sure we'll bring you back on pretty soon to talk about something else. There's a million things that we could talk about with this guy, but thank you for watching and we will see you in the next one.